I'm Jonathan Goldstein, and you're listening to Wiretap on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 159. Today's special highlights episode, Party Men, in which Howard Cavorts, Josh Sings, Gregor Noodle Dances, and Tucker Hanky Pankies. Hello. Hey, Howard. Where do you think I am right now? Where uh, in, the, in the depths of your ignorance can you, can you guess that I am right now? Don't hurt yourself. Uh, I mean, sitting at sitting at home, probably lying in your bed. I don't know. I'm sitting on a fauteuil, my friend. A fauteuil. Ch- Chesterfield. A Chesterfield. You mean a, a, a couch? I'm surrounded by magnificent opulence, wealth, and privilege. Oh, is your mom out of town again? No, my mom's not out of town, Jonathan. Let's just say I've been entrusted to tend to this beautiful home of one of my clients. What clients are you referring to? The, the Smith family on my paper route. They're out for the week, and they asked me to take care of the plants. W- were you living there now? This is my home well, for, the, for, for the next little while. Well, 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 are you sure that you're supposed to be doing that? They never said I'm not supposed to be doing that. Maybe they just assumed that you'd be coming by to water their plants. I'm keeping to the agreement. I'm taking care of their plants and garden. They uh-huh. asked me to do so. Yeah. But I figure as long as I'm here, just to check up on the place. Mm-hmm. Right when you walk in, the first thing is this gorgeous saltwater aquarium. Next to the aquarium, a whole shelf full of antique vases you, and sculptures and crystals. You haven't touched anything, have you? I'm touching everything. Howard, I, I stop touching th- stuff. Howard, that's there's real. A chandelier, there's silverware. I can't get enough of it. Can I make a suggestion? Anything that you've touched, just put back exactly where you found and, and just get out of it. You know, the other thing I, really, I thought was really great is they had crates full of Perrier and San Pellegrino. So what I did was I just filled the basin behind the toilet full of Perrier. Isn't and that just crazy? It is crazy, and why would you need to do that? For the hell of it. These people are rich, Jonathan. Howard, how are you going to explain that kind of behavior? I don't get you. Keep coming, but what's to explain? The man is going to be pleased. He says, Howard, here are the keys to my house. But you know what? Don't eat my foie gras. Don't smoke my cigars. Don't listen to my sounds. Oh, is that great? Don't wear my wife's clothing. Who would even, who would even think of such a thing? He obviously wants me to do this. What did he say to you? Can you please water my plants? Let, let me just give you a tour of this place, and maybe that'll, that'll wise you up a bit. I'm just going to switch to the cordless here and so I can give you a tour. Cordless, Jonathan. A cordless telephone. Howard, you have a cordless telephone at home. Hello? Yeah. Let me just, uh, as I take you on our tour, let me just switch this little button here. We have kind of a general music system for the entire house. See that? You don't see that in regular homes. No. All right, here we are in the master bathroom now. Here, now, Jonathan, maybe you can listen listen carefully. I'm going to flush the toilet. Do you hear the fizz? No. That's all Perrier. You, oh, God, Howard. It's all Perrier, just wasted. So, I mean, uh, along with this other stuff here, they have this fantastic transparent glass LED scale. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me feel bad about myself, but in an extensive way. See, it says here, I am 18 stone. 18 and a half stone, whatever that means. So I was an 18 pound baby, so I guess I'm, I feel I feel light as a baby. Why, why does it give your weight in stones? They're rich, Jonathan. Right. I was using the man's toothbrush, and I can't even tell why you. Why would you use his toothbrush? I figured somehow I could maybe kind of leech some of his wealthy energy. By brushing your teeth with his toothbrush. Something akin to eating his heart. And then over here, there's an observatory. And he actually has a big, big telescope. It's beautiful. I like to swing it around. They have these, like, kind of, like... Whoa, Howard. What was that? What was that? I seem to snap pretty easy there. 
Now, in this whole room, there are all kinds of fantastic treasures, anything you can possibly imagine. I went through every drawer so far. You're, I, you're, you're, you really shouldn't be poking around like that. If this man didn't want me to go through the drawers, he would have locked everything. Everything is widely open. Well, seriously, Howard, I mean, usually the assumption is if you, there's someone who's house-sitting for you or watering your plants, mm-hmm. they're not going to go through all of your personal belongings. I've gone through every single book on this man's shelf looking for some hidden money. I've gone through every nook and cranny. Well, what? it's not yours. You're, you're not going to keep money that you find in his books. Well, if it's lost... It's not lost. It. It's in his house. Hidden. Hidden, lost, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, Howard, honestly... Uh, What's this here? The guy has cheddar cheese, not craft cheese. He has cheddar cheese, Jonathan. See, the thing that kills me is that he doesn't have any servants. I was looking for a servant's quarter. I went around the back. I had to pry off a lock, and it was just uh, like a shed in the back. And I thought that maybe he had servants, and because he was away for the week, that he locked them into the cabin. He would like, lock up his servants? Yeah. Under lock and key? you hear about stuff like that for wealthy people you know uh, pharaohs would even be buried with their servants mm-hmm. this looks like crystal oh. oh boy Howard did you just break something? no no well, well, what was that? something Howard listen to me get out of there before you do any more damage what are you talking about? I'm all settled in I have a movie all ready to go I got the stereo on I've been working towards this my entire life We're working towards what? Toward, working towards toward, life of leisure, towards wealth and privilege. No, you haven't been working towards this at all. I mean, you, you've, you've, you've basically, what you're talking about is a home invasion. Jonathan, did you get the keys to come? Did, did Mr. Smith say, Jonathan Goldstein, here are the keys to my home. Come no, to my beautiful no. palatial home. He didn't. No, he didn't, but I did. When you go home to bed tonight, what are you going to be sleeping on? A futon, right? A ratty old futon, right? Well. Yeah. What am I going to be sleeping on? An emperor-sized bed with silken sheets, with eight pillows. And why am I here? I don't, why am I in this I place? Don't be, I don't I'm know. a trustworthy person, Jonathan. I, 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 I'm not going back. I don't care what you say. I'm not going back. What, you're, you're not going back. What are you, what are you talking about? I, I've grown accustomed to this lifestyle. Howard, you've only been staying there a few days. I have some time here. I still have some time here. I'm here till the 23rd to absorb all the, all the, 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 the lessons of this thing. Wait, Howard, sorry, the 23rd of September? Yeah. That's a lot of time for me. You know, there, there are books for me to read. Have, have, have to you touch. looked at a, a calendar lately? The, it's funny you say because the man actually has, I'm pretty sure this is gold leaf. Do you, do you, calendar. Even do you, the calendar is gold leaf. Howard, today is the 23rd of September. Today is the, one second here. One second, 23rd, this is impossible. 23rd Tuesday. That's today, Howard. September. What time is it now? It's, it's 3 o'clock. Okay, the man's coming home in... He's coming home two and a half hours. Okay, John, Mr. Smith is coming home in two and a half hours. I don't know how this is possible. I've only been here for like... Okay, like, Howard, just uh, cl- clean things up and get out of there, okay? 23rd, today's 23rd. Howard. Okay, wait, just wait a second. Howard. Just, just wait. Okay, wait Howard, 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 listen. Wait! I put the mean coat. I put the mean coat back on the rack. I was naked. Then one second. What did I do? With the... Okay, John, you're going to come here now, okay? You're okay, come here all right, now. Howard, just... John, do you know how to fix a harpsichord? Howard, you need to start cleaning. Well, I'm going to get a cigar. Well, I'm going to go into the humidor. Okay, listen. Howard, just... Listen, okay. I'm in Upper Westmount. Okay. I'm in Upper Westmount. Okay, the air's thin. I can't think. The air's thin. I can't breathe. I need some Perrier. You're going to bring me a key to Perrier. Wait, do okay, I Okay, Howard, you don't need Perrier. I'm Perrier. Perrier. In the meantime, I'm going to drink this in the toilet. Hello. 
Hey, handsome. How you doing? Oh, hey, Tucker. H how are you doing? Okay. Are you are you busy with stuff or? Uh, I'm a little. I'm sort of in. Really? The, yeah. Um, I need a baby picture of you. You see, I knew when you called me up and you called me handsome, there was something behind it. Why? Why do you need a baby picture of me? Are you, are you planning some kind of uh, this is your no. life sort no, of? No, no, it's not about you at all. It's but a surprise, I, right? It's a no, surprise. No, it's for not. Me. It's got nothing to do with you. It's not for you. Well, it's a, it's my baby picture. All I want is a baby picture of you. Well, I don't know that. I'm I, asking for a favor. I feel a little funny giving out pictures of myself as a baby without knowing why. All right, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Look, I met this girl a couple weeks ago. Apparently, we've been falling in love, and she thought it would be really You've nice. You've been falling in love? That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I like her. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want to make her happy. But, you know, we're spending a lot of time at her house, and, and, and she showed me um, she showed me all these old baby pictures of her. Right. And and she thought it would be nice if um, she had a baby picture of me to carry around in her wallet, you know? And that sounds very romantic. It is romantic. The only problem is I don't want to give her one of my own photos. Why? You know, I know a picture says a thousand words, but the one word all my pictures say is ugly, and uh, I no need some help. There's no such thing as an ugly baby. Come on. You know, here, I got all my old baby photos here with the left of them, and, and I look like an old man, even though I'm like, what is this, six and a half months old. Well, you were a baby. Okay, here, I'm going to I'm gonna send you the picture of me here right now. Are you in front of your computer? Yeah, hang on one second. This is the best shot. I mean, check, check it. Wow. Exactly. What what kind of a hat is that? Is that is that some kind of corrective helmet you're wearing on? That's you? my hair. Really? You understand my dilemma now? Why are you wearing a dress? It's not a dress. It's a child lounging gown. A lounging gown. It was the seventies. You don't remember the seventies? I don't remember wearing a dress. I have nothing to send her. I have nothing to send her. Every picture is of me crying. Here's one of me crying after I fell off my bike. Mm -hmm. Here's one of me crying after being smashed in the face with a softball. No, come on. Why here's would a parent... Here's one of me just bawling in a shopping mall because my mother wouldn't get me those high-top Converse I wanted. Why would they take pictures like that? Don't you have any happy photos? My parents didn't want me to be nostalgic about my childhood. You know, they, they were realists. Mm -hmm. The point is, I really, really would feel more comfortable if, if Monica was walking around with a picture of you and not me. I, I don't think it's a good way to start off a relationship by lying to look, someone. Look, look, it comes down to this. I can't give her one of my own baby photos. Mm -hmm. She's going to show the photo to, like, her friends or people she knows, and they're going to feel sorry for her. And as her boyfriend, I should protect her from that. Well, that's very noble. But, I mean, like, okay, you know, were I to go over to my parents' house and dig up, you know, baby pictures of myself? I, I'll drive. Thank you. Every single photo of me has glasses. There's, like, baby photos of me just after having been delivered and I'm wearing glasses. See, I don't, I don't need glasses. That, like exactly. That. You don't wear glasses. Right away she's going to know that, you know, something's up. I'll start wearing glasses. You know, it's, it's my only option, really. You know, what am I, what am I supposed gonna to do? You're going to start wearing glasses. Okay, fine. Just send me a couple photos of you wearing glasses and I'll Photoshop them out. Actually, I don't know how to Photoshop. I know how to liquid paper. Oh, okay, all right, fine. I'll, I'll give you a baby photo. Really? You're going to help me? Just pick me up after work and we'll head over there. No problem. I, I really appreciate this. All right. Ideally, you know, I'd like to find a photo of, like, you on your mom's lap that I can give to my girlfriend. Y your girlfriend's going to be carrying a picture of my mom in her, in her wallet. Your mom's a very attractive woman, and that'll speak well of me. It'll speak well of my jeans. Speaking of jeans, do you have any, like, old baby photos with your mom wearing, like, jean shorts or a bathing suit? I, I, Something that shows off her figure? I, I don't like the, where this conversation is going. Your mama never held you wearing different clothes? Did you just say my mama? Any breastfeeding photos? Ah, oh, Tucker. I don't know if you're aware of the culture at large around you. I'm going to guess not. But lately... 
the tide has kind of turned against the running shoe companies. People's eyes have been opened to the fact that there's been a massive conspiracy afoot, pun intended. Mm -hmm. You know what that conspiracy is? People don't need sneakers. In fact, sneakers are not just unnecessary and expensive. They're wrecking your life. They're wrecking your back. All your problems, like that you can't sleep and you grind your teeth at night. I don't... Have... And you can't sustain relationships what? and you can't hold a job. All that stuff comes down to your feet. I, I, I think that might be an exaggeration. I used to be that guy, just like you. I'd go swimming with my shoes on. No, I, don't, I don't go swimming with my shoes on. I go nude-footed into the pool, and I'm much happier for it. I'm not... You know, I knew you were going to get defensive about this because of your platform shoes. I know, I know, what, I know. What Look, platform just, shoes? I know you're a little insecure about your height. I have no issue... Listen, a lot of short men have been successful in history, like Napoleon and Tim Conway. It doesn't make any difference. And I don't I'll wear platform shoes. Okay, you don't wear platform shoes. Can we have a fresh start here? Mm-hmm. You are like an antelope. Once you take off your shoes, blammo. You're going to be springing up and down the halls at work. Everyone's going to say, hey, who's the new guy? Who's that young guy with a full head of hair springing around? King of the jungle. An antelope is not king of the jungle. Lions eat antelopes. You're not king of the jungle. You're in the royal family. Everyone can't be king. Okay, only one all right. King. So you're suggesting that I start showing up to work barefoot. And you've got to show it off. Flaunt it. Say you're having a big meeting, a big, long table, right? Big board meeting at work. Uh-huh. You sit back in your chair, and you put your bare feet up on the table. Cross your ankles. That's offensive. Like, like, you know, and you could you could end up stepping on a rusty nail or a lit cigarette. You think MC Hammer worried about stepping on tax? Why are you always comparing me to MC Hammer? You're too good to be compared to MC Hammer. MC mm-hmm. Hammer had pants made of gold. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Four carat gold lame. Well, that's w- he had like 135 Ferraris with like a waterfall inside one of them. But you understand that's why I'm not. I'm. I don't deserve to be compared to him. Why? Because you want to ride in the bus for the rest of your life with your shoes laced up all the way to your knees? Look, I'm fine with my life the way it is, riding oh, sure. the bus oh, sure. with shoes. Yeah, you're happy on the bus. There's n- Let me tell you something, Johnny. They don't make buses with waterfalls inside them. Oh. Remember I told you about that extra continent that only rich people get to know about? No, there's no such continent. You know who's on that continent right now? Who, MC Hammer? Make fun all you want. You know what he's doing? He's laughing okay, it up on right. a secret continent that you'll never know about. Right. Never even know the name you know, of it. Gregor, I'm not going to walk around like a hippie, okay? With okay, my- hey, 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 hey. You know, if it weren't for hippies, there would not be macrame, there would not be batik. No. Where do you think love came from? The hippies. The, the hippie. You warmonger. I don't think that's who you want to be, Johnny. I think you want to be noodle dancing in the park to Janis Joplin music. Well, what is noodle dancing? It's waving your hands like they were cooked noodles. You do that, and you're halfway on the way to MC Hammer. That's how MC Hammer started out. Okay, all right, dancing. enough. Gregor, I like having shoes, okay? Which is why I went into your house last night while you were sleeping, went into your closet, took all your shoes, put them in a sack. I... You, 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 this is what I call operation for your own good. You did not go into my house. Did it done. If the, if that is so, Greg, I'm not at home right now. If that is so. You're getting them Johnny, back. It's too late for that. I took them and threw them in the bay. Those shoes are halfway to the Gulf of St. Lawrence right now, my friend. Why would you go down to the river to get rid of shoes? Well, if Goodwill doesn't want them because they stink, you do the math. You know what? I still have a pair of shoes. Yeah, well, right, and kiss your shoes goodbye, because I'm coming down to the studio after lunch, and I got my tin shears with me, and I'm going to snip up your shoes. You're not coming over here. You're not touching my shoes. Sitting on the bus barefoot with little slivers of shoes, and you're going to be thinking, gee, I wish this bus had a waterfall to distract me from my cold feet, because I'm barefoot on the bus. Hello. Can you do me a favor, please? What? what? What what do you, what do you want? What do I want? I mean, you make it sound so you know, ASCII. Well, you're asking me something. Okay, you know you... what? I'm gonna give you what you've always wanted. Okay, mm-hmm. I need you to write me a recommendation, a good one, so I can get a job. A jo- what do you mean a job? Job, J O B. 
Yeah, no, I know what a job is. Does it have to be this drawn out? Why are you torturing me? I despise being put in this position. Why do you despise this position? I'm your friend. I'm helping you out. You want me to write your letter of recommendation? I have no problem with that. So what what job are you applying for? It, well, it's not so much a job that I'm applying for. It's not it's not me. It's we. We are going to be applying. Listen, I'm not applying for any job with you, okay? I like my job. Please, work with you? I wouldn't even eat your head if it turned into one of those turkeys like in one of those desert movies. So, so who's this? We, me and my you... fictional wife. Anyway, moving along. Can you write me a recommendation? Can we just back up for a moment? <sighs> Did you say you you said your fictional wife? What do you do? You know me to be married in life? No, I I don't. Right. Therefore, I don't have a real wife. Therefore, she has to be fictional. So both of us are applying for this position, and I need a recommendation. Let's get going. Get your pen. Why 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 do you have a fictional wife? Well, because no one will marry me in real life, and because no one will marry me in real life. I can't apply for this custodial couple position, okay? It's a couple. I- I'm a one. You know, I don't even know where to start with you anymore. How do, where do you come to, to a, a, a position as a janitorial couple? It's not complicated, okay? I saw an ad on Craigslist. It's for this hotel in the middle of nowhere. It's going to be empty. They want a custodial couple to take care of it. Well, they must want a couple for a reason. You can't... Yeah, you... because they think it's going to be lonely. You know, they, they think it's going to be like The Shining, you know? Well, maybe there is a reason. Maybe, I mean, maybe there's a reason for them believing that it gets too lonely. Well, even more reason for me to, to go alone so I don't have to kill anybody. The whole point is I need the money. It'll be a, a good opportunity for me because, you know, I like to work with my hands. I like to clean. No, you don't. I mean, that's well, that's I, just one of the problems I have with this whole scheme. But, don't but, say that in the letter. How, how, can you do, how can you make yourself into two people? Don, have you ever dealt with an absentee landlord, like a big corporation that owns a lot of properties? They're not going to be up there. They're headquartered in Ontario. This is in the Yukon, this hotel. They can't keep tabs on They don't know anything. They're not on top of it. They don't actually care that much. Are you crazy? This is their, you can't defraud them. I'm not defrauding them. It's... We've already spoken to them on the phone. It's totally fine. What do you mean we've talked to them on the telephone? Me and Lucy. We spoke to them already. Lucy. Yes, Lucy. Me. Joshua's wife. I love him so much, and it's just, it, it would pain me to pass up this marvelous opportunity. I'm just so glad to support him in all his endeavors. Wow, I'm at a complete loss. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, Josh always said you were a very small, petty man. Not like him, a man's man with his big, strong arms and his delightful smile. He's so brawny. Not like you, you're scrawny. He talks about you all the time. Not very well, I might add. You, you, you've lost your mind. I haven't lost my mind. I've gained a wife. I've gained a life partner. You're just jealous. Lucy, unlike you, I might add, believes in me. You know, you really seriously need help. Oh, please. Ex- explain this to me. So you talk to them on the telephone, and what do you do? You alternate voices? Don, it's not very hard. It's kind of like this. You know, I'm on the phone, and then I pass the phone to Lucy. Just hold on a moment. And then I come on the line, and I tell you what's what. And I tell you to shut up and write the letter. Do us a favor. I'm telling you, John, Lucy understands that it's just a simple case of just having the confidence to pull something like this off. Something you're sadly lacking, I think. You're a small, petty man. And I totally agree with you, Lucy. I totally agree. This is what I've been talking to you about. I don't even know where to start. There's so many. I mean, you're not, number one, you're not a handy man. It's not about getting things done. It's about getting the job. Why do you want this job, though? I want to practice my singing. When was the last time I, I really was able to sing? And what better place to be alone and sing than in the middle of nowhere in an empty hotel with wonderful reverberations and echoes? This seems and... Ext- How long would you be up there for? Are you my guidance counselor? 
What do you care? I'm not asking for permission. You're I'm asking me to write a letter of recommendation for, yes. for a couple that doesn't exist. You're not lying because I am Lucy. Lucy is a figment of your imagination. I have waited long enough. I am a singer. You want, you want a sample, yo? No. Give me a song. I, I'm not giving you a song. We have I, to do some duet. You want to hear a duet? Would you like that? I, you're really freaking me out. Here we go. Joshua, you begin. Well, what are we going to sing? One of our favorites. Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Sure, you know, I was working in a cocktail bar when I met him. That's what makes the song so powerful and meaningful to us. I love you, Joshua. Look, I, you, so what do you want me to write? I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to write about how long I know you and Lucy for, and like what? The key thing is to stress my mental stability and my physical fitness, both of which are beyond reproach. Look, I don't. I I really feel uncomfortable doing this. Please, it's just a letter. All right, fine. Thank you. When do they need it by? Yesterday. Do it now. All right. I'll I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye bye. Hello. Jonathan, hi. This is Sally Humbert. Right, yeah, yeah. Hi, hi. I'm just calling to confirm some of the details of the recommendation letter that, that you sent in on behalf of Joshua and, and Lucy Carpati. Is everything okay with that? I'm very impressed by, by, by Joshua and Lucy's application. Um, and, and, you know, your letter was just basically, you know, the cherry on top. Uh-huh. I mean, Joshua really, you know, his outdoorsman spirit, oh, yeah. you know, that, that really seemed to come through in his application. And, right. and his wife, Lucy, right? I mean, she seems so great. I mean, obviously, you would know how great she is. Yeah. It, it's good that he's got her because you can end up feeling a bit isolated up there. But uh -huh. they actually sound like the ideal couple. Like, she so sounds very you, you supportive. So you spoke to the two of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really, really, really sweet. You yeah. know, they kind of just complete each other's sentences. Yeah, they really have something special, those two. So in the t let, let's just talk about Josh for a second. So in the time that you've known him, mm -hmm. you know, you would say he's a responsible, you know, handy man. He, he, uh... He's a big help around the house. Okay, and um, here it says mountaineering... Mountaineering. I mean, God, I, I can't really imagine somebody better for this job. Yeah, no, it sounds like um, it sounds like a match. Yeah. yeah, and it's so nice of you to help Josh like this, you well, know? you know, I'm... Uh... I mean, I don't want to get too personal, but, you know, that you two maintained your relationship. It really, really speaks of a maturity that's rare these days. I'm, I'm sorry, what what are you talking about? Well, um, you know, we were really on the phone for a long time, Josh uh -huh. and Lucy and I, and they just kind of told me... You know, the whole story after, you know, you and Lucy, and then Josh and Lucy, and, you know, that whole situation. Wait, wait, um, now, when you, when you say me and Lucy... Well, we got you, into that whole story about how they met, right? The, the whitewater rafting trip that you three went on, and... Oh, that whole, that story, yeah. I, I mean, that whole thing when the raft capsized, and you panicked. Uh-huh. Then Josh had to drag you and Lucy to shore, and, right. and then construct a lean-to for all of you to sleep in, and the way there was no food, mm -hmm. and he finds all these berries, and of course he told me that you kind of ate them all, but I just thought that was hysterical. I ate and, all the berries. And the, yeah, <laughs> you were in such a state of screaming, mm -hmm. and, but I was, it's just yeah. such a romantic story, you know, the way... Mm -hmm. As the night deepened and you were just shivering in the lean-to, mm -hmm. they just both quieted you down. 
like a little child, and then, you know, looked into each other's eyes under the stars mm-hmm. and realized that they... Sally, had... this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't do this anymore. There is no Lucy. What are you talking about? She's a figment of Josh's imagination. I spoke to both of them on the phone. No, you spoke to both of Josh. What do you mean, both of Josh? Like He's, he's Lucy. He's doing the voice of Lucy, and, and I'm, I'm sorry that I got involved with this whole thing. So, like, you and, 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 and Josh and, and, and Lucy... There is and no Lucy. I spent all day going through these applications and... I shouldn't, I, I'm sorry, okay? I, okay? I shouldn't you have... know what? You just tell Josh and whoever else exists in your universe that this job is off the table. Hi, this is Jonathan Goldstein. I can't take your call right now, but please leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hey, Josh. Josh here. How's it going? Yeah, I'm great. Listen, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. It's not like I needed a job or money. Uh, Oh, Lucy has something she wants to say to you. Yes, Jonathan. Hi, it's Lucy. Listen, you should go f*** yourself. I'm going to pass you back to Joshua. You've ruined me! You've On Wiretap today, you heard Howard Chakowitz, Gregor Ehrlich, Joshua Carpati, Murray Silkoff, and John Tucker. Get Tucker's debut novel, Putts of the Century, at Amazon.com and Smashwords. Wiretap is produced by Mira Bertwin-Tonic, Crystal Duhame, and me, Jonathan Goldstein. Tune into Wiretap Saturdays at 3.30 and Thursday evenings at 11.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 159. Subscribe to the podcast at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can also download the latest Wiretap ringtone. A plea for love with every ring of your phone.